On today's Spotlight on KRWC, we are happy to uh, talk with the new president of the Minnesota Farm Bureau, Dan Glessing, a Wright County farmer who uh, was uh, elected to the post of president of the Minnesota Farm Bureau uh, just over this past weekend. And uh, Dan joins us today to uh, talk a little bit about that new position. And Dan, congratulations to you. Welcome to our Spotlight today. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me. You've been a uh, farmer in the area for quite a long time. Tell us a little bit about uh, where your farm is. Uh, folks that uh, maybe were at the uh, breakfast on the farm this past fall uh, may have bumped into you or certainly heard our conversation here on the air, too. Absolutely. Yeah, no, we're, uh, we're a dairy farm down south of uh, Waverly and, and family operation. I've got my parents and then... Uh, my wife, Sina, who's a high school ag teacher and FFA advisor, and then we've got four four children, three boys and a girl, and, uh, you know, ranging in ages from 15 on down to seven. So, um, but yeah, no, we're dairy, and then we also raise uh, corn, soybeans, alfalfa, oats, and we have dairy steers as well. Now, you've been uh, associated with Farm Bureau for quite some time. You were uh, a vice president for a number of years, and then... Uh Got uh, elected to the uh, to the main post here just this past weekend, right? Absolutely, yeah. No, and, and my farm bureau experience kind of started well as I was growing up. My parents and, and grandparents were involved, but uh, um, when when I became a member, you know, when I became a farmer uh, here right out of college, I became active in the Young Farmer Rancher Program, and that's kind of a, a program that Farm Bureau has for those eighteen to thirty five year olds. And uh, it's kind of the next step after FFA. Um, if you, sometimes you feel that, that drag after you're out of FFA, what do we do? Well, Farm Bureau's got that young farmer rancher program that kind of continues to build leadership and, and, you know, help them explore what's all out there as far as in agriculture and, and you know, whether it's lobbying on a St. Paul or in D.C. or doing various events for food shelves just kind of shows you all that there is within Farm Bureau and agriculture. And so I became active in that, and um, then my wife and I were appointed to the um, Minnesota Young Farmer Rancher Committee, and that was a three-year um, three-year appointment. And we helped carry out the Young Farmer Conference and, and conduct the, uh, the um, contests that are within that program. And so that was a neat opportunity, and then, then we applied for, after those three years were up, we applied for the American Farm Bureau Young Farmer Rancher Committee, and we're, we're blessed enough to receive uh, or to be appointed to that. And that was a two-year appointment. And uh, so got to see a lot of different, different people, meet a lot of different people, and see different ways of agriculture all across the, the United States. And what, a, what an awesome opportunity. And, and during that time, I had become... Wright County Farm Bureau's president, and I served in that capacity for six years. And then seven years ago, uh, the, the current or the, the president, vice president at the time, decided he was not going to rerun, and so we ran for that, and and were successful in that election, and and been in that position ever since. So now, uh, like you said, had our 103rd annual meeting, uh, I became the 14th president to hold the gavel for Minnesota Farm Bureau. It's quite an honor, and uh, it's really been quite a uh, quite a climbing of the ladder that uh, that you described there over uh, a number of years. And 
And even at that, uh, you've been at it a long time. But but boy, you're a you're a young man yourself. So you've yeah uh, <laughs> yeah early forties. Uh, but um, no, it's yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's it's definitely going to be um, you know we're going to be busy. We've got a farm to to make sure is is ran well, and um, but also we've got a duty to the the members of Minnesota Farm Bureau to, to make sure that that's also getting taken care of well as well. I think most of uh, you know the agricultural community that uh, is listening is probably quite familiar with Farm Bureau, but maybe for uh, those that aren't in the industry, help them out a little bit, give a little thumbnail sketch of what Farm Bureau does for uh, member farmers. So yeah, Minnesota Farm Bureau is made up of 78 county and regional farm bureaus from all across the state, and um, our our goal is to advocate for farmers, you know, uh, based on, on the number one, the policy that they give us at our delegate session. Um, but number two, just we need to be, you know, in those rural communities trying to, to promote what we're doing because consumers want to know where their, their food comes from. They want a safe and, and affordable food supply, and, and it's our job to let them know that that's what we're doing. And then on the, on the policy side of things, we can advocate or, or let those members know what's negatively affecting us, what's working. Um, if there's challenges, we, we want to find solutions to those so that, that uh, you know, those folks in rural areas and, and farmers in general can have some success in their businesses and in their lives. And what's funny is, you know, some, some folks think that we're just about, <laughs> about soil and livestock, but... We're also advocating for, we've got some policy on rural child care, helping develop that and broadband, which I found out the other day I'm going to have to find a different broadband supplier, and there's not a lot of suppliers in my area. Um, and so that continues to be a challenge, but that just goes to show that we're worried about those rural communities as well, not just farmers, because we want, when you when you live and work in a rural area, you shouldn't have to give up most of the modern amenities that that uh, you know those folks in in urban areas have, and, and in order to have a place for or workers that that are going to help us with our farms and ranches, um, we need those communities that those workers can live in and and want to want to be a part of. So it's like I said when I first started with Farm Bureau, I didn't think we'd be advocating for stuff like that, but that is what the members tell us, and the. the the beauty about Farm Bureau is each county can submit a resolution. We say we're grassroots uh, driven because we are, and each county can submit a resolution, you know, at the county level. That's sent into the state, and as vice president, I chaired that resolutions committee. But it's discussed at that committee meeting, you know, the merits of each thing, and if we should be there, if it needs clearer language, uh, things like that. But then those those resolutions go to the delegate session at the annual meeting here that we just had this past weekend. And, um, you know, it's, it's discussed and passed and then that becomes policy that we're advocating for. So, I mean, we're only one year away from changing a policy. If it's not quite where we need to be on an issue, you know, we're, we are, uh, we're not that far away from getting to where we need to be on an issue. And, and that, that does come from the members and that's my job is to make sure that, that we're, doing what we need to do for those members. And it doesn't matter if you're dairy or sugar beets or beef or, you know, it's, 
we've got all sectors of agriculture within Farm Bureau, and um, so that's is some of that is a learning curve on my part. You know, some of it I know, but like like I said, we've got those members that are sugar beet producers or sheep, or um, that's why we're a general farm organization, and, and we can discuss those those issues with everybody in the room and, and come to the, the best consensus that that we see fit. Dan Glessing is our guest here on Spotlight today, a local farmer who was uh, just this past weekend elected as the new president of the Minnesota Farm Bureau. Dan, it, it strikes me that it's kind of an interesting time in uh, the whole scope of agriculture. I mean, you and uh, farmers like you have been saying for a long time that, um, you know, people need to get a little better handle on uh, just exactly the, the hard work that uh, results in the conveniences they have at the stores. But it seems to me that um, over the last few years, maybe we've made a little headway that in that direction where people are taking a better interest, it seems like anyway, um, about where their food comes from. And uh, I don't know, do you feel a little tide turning there as far as uh, people... Uh, kind of figuring it out that, uh, boy, there's a lot of hard work in this. Yeah, yeah, no, and it does go to show, you know, we as Americans just assume the food's going to be at the grocery store. Where does food come from? It comes from the grocery store. Well, that's true, but <laughs> behind that grocery store, and not too far behind that back door, is our farm families that are producing that food. And I told somebody, you know, we've never, we not, never stopped producing the food but there were some supply chain issues in, in between the, the farm and that grocery store that, that created those empty shelves. We never stopped farming, and we never stopped producing that food. But um, like you said, it's, it, it's something that we took for granted, basically, uh, that the food is always going to be on the, on the store shelves. And then when it wasn't, people did take an active interest in, in how it's, you know, where we can take out that, that supply or, or fix that supply chain and some of that is you know and getting back to those counties sending in resolutions we had several of resolutions um in regards to more of a local uh you know meat processing processing especially um, more inspectors as well as more grants for um, smaller butcher shops that that they can you know apply for and, and increase their capacity because folks that that was one thing that we saw is a lot of people all of a sudden realized that they could, you know, go directly to that farmer, that trusted source. And, um, you know, that I would, I would argue that the food is safe no matter where you buy it, but some folks just like to have that reassurance of knowing who actually raised it. And that's, like I said, we saw that here on the delegate floor just a few days ago, um, as well as we did create a, a local foods section within our policy book, because that's something that our members are getting into and, and, an increasing share of our members are, are doing that local foods, whether it's a you know, farmer's market or cottage foods type things. So I, that was good to see. And that's, that's how Farm Bureau stays current with what's going on out there in the countryside. I would imagine that you've had opportunities uh, even up till now to uh, be a part of uh, discussions with uh, a lot of political leaders, et cetera, but uh, I've got to think that your frequent flyer miles are probably going to go up a little bit here now. Do you have to do a bunch of traveling with uh, the new president's post? Yeah, a little bit. You know, a lot of it's, um, well, I just had a call from Congressman Phillips here this morning, you know, and that's that's 
the nice thing is they know where my phone number is, they know where we're at, and they know that they can call at any point. So, But we do travel out there with some young farmer and rancher contest winners as well as, you know, leadership without within Farm Bureau. Um, and we typically go out there twice a year to D.C. and um, then our annual meeting here in in January. So our, our board of directors usually traps down, travels down there along with contest winners and um, award winners um, that we, we provide them with a trip down there just to see how the AFBF kind of operates and just a neat opportunity to visit with those from across the country. The, uh, or at least at the top uh, in you know recent decades, there has not been uh, a change very often. Uh, Kevin Papp uh, was in there, I believe, 16 years. So um, it's uh, the changing of the guard is kind of few and far between. It is, you know, and like I said earlier, I'm the the 14th person to ever hold that uh, gavel, and uh, and our we just celebrated our 103rd meeting. So I mean, 14. In 103, that's that's all, that's wild. But I don't know, you know, some folks are asking, well, are you going to go that long? And I just don't. We've got great leadership within Farm Bureau, and I don't know that you can answer that question. There's certainly in the game. Somebody told me once that you'll know when it's time, when you've got great, great leaders surrounding you, and it's time to step aside. And, you know, if you've had your impact, you know, let somebody else go for that spot. Um, so, yeah, no, it's a, it's a two-year I'm elected for two years. We have staggered elections. I was actually just elected vice president last year, and so then there was a special election after I was selected this year, and we um, the delegates um, elected Carolyn Olson, who's a, a the first female vice president in Farm Bureau ever, and uh, she's from Southwest Minnesota. She's got hogs, and then she's actually an organic corn and soybeans and grain producer down there. I think it's interesting to note, Dan, that, um, and I think Wright County can really take pride in the fact that um, you yourself have been uh, among the leaders in Minnesota Farm Bureau for a long time, now the president, but uh, there is loads of really, really good people in uh, agriculture in the Wright County area that really uh, make a difference and make their voice heard. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got we've got solid representation on the dairy side. We've got Charles Krauss and Karen Schaefer actually is a our executive director, and she's in Wright County. Uh, you just you name it, and you go down the list. There are, like you had said, there's a there's a lot of great leaders for agriculture, spokespeople for agriculture within Wright County, and it, it's just nice to be a part of that county, and and it's nice to have friends that are that are also uh, kind of in in those positions to you know to visit with and bounce ideas off of. Absolutely. Um, lastly, uh, Dan, uh, Wright County, kind of interesting uh, mix of, of culture here. Uh, we, you know, the northeastern side of our county getting to be more and more, as he's called it, kind of urban or suburban for sure. Uh, but yet, there is really a, a strong core of uh, farming communities and, and farmers that, uh, although the, the actual numbers might be uh, smaller, the the uh, operations probably are larger, and so it's it's that transition that's been going on here for a number of years. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And as the average age of the farmer gets older, you know, you're going to have few those those folks retire, and there's not as many farmers to take over. So they they are going to grow, but 
you know, when we started the, the Breakfast on the Farm, as one of the charter members of that, and our goal was to get those those folks on the West Metro and then, like you had said, the Northeast part of our, our county just to help them understand it or show them the work that goes into raising that food. And I just think that's that's something that we need to continue to do because there's nothing nothing more frustrating when folks can't trust their food and, and we're doing we're doing great things out here and those animals are treated well and we've got one of the most affordable and safe food supplies in the world and I think it's, it's something to be told anyways. Dan, we appreciate your time today. I know that you're uh, very busy, and of course, everybody busy with the uh, Thanksgiving holiday coming up, but uh, lots to be thankful for, and uh, we know that uh, you're going to do a great job, and uh, Wright County just couldn't be prouder to have you atop the uh, the rolls here at Minnesota Farm Bureau. So hopefully we can call on you in the future and, and get some ideas. Absolutely. Reach out anytime, and wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. All right, Dan. Take care. Thanks very much. Thank you. Take care. Dan Glessing, the new president of the Minnesota Farm Bureau. He elected the 14th president of the Farm Bureau at the 103rd annual convention just this past weekend. Our guest on today's Spotlight here on KRWC.